0: to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and this, pound for pound, is the hardest-hitting pod in the entirety of pods. Dave is here to lift our eyes to the horizon and talk about the good news of Easter, but before we reflect on the resurrection and remember the promises of God, now that they've separated the lights from the darks and folded the headcloths and linens, let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, dressed in their Sunday best pastel sweatpants, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. That was a good one, Tyler. At yeah, least thanks. we put on pants. Yeah, Sunday that's best. true. Everybody's in sweatpants <laughs> still. Have you guys changed clothes in like a month? Out of Only out for of this just,
1: podcast.
2: I have made it uh, I've made it my principle to actually wear real clothes oh, when I'm working. Very, of course. <laughs> I've only had one or two days where I've just worn sweats all day. I don't I'm know. A-
1: Two minutes before we started this recording, I was still in Pittsburgh Steeler pajama pants yeah. and a Chicago Bears sweatshirt.
0: Dave's here.
3: Hey. Yay. I think I changed my clothes for Easter.
0: You didn't change yeah. your clothes for Easter? No, I did. Oh, all yeah, right. Good. Wore a suit.
3: busted out the suit.
0: Dave, hey. we haven't even had you on since coronavirus happened. But don't worry about wow. me. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm fine. I'm still... Rec-
3: I, I did the foolish thing of... I don't know if it's foolish or necessary. I had surgery right at the time we went. (laughs) Yeah. Like the day before. The (laughs) the, the day before everyone shut down and went in their homes. Meanwhile, I I think I literally was the last elective surgery in the state
0: of Indiana. And what kind of surgery was it?
3: Uh, It was a, it was a tragic surgery where (laughs) they went inside my sinus and removed everything that was in there, including, and my, He's one of my best friends, Ron Blevins is the doctor. He, and he said 10 minutes into the surgery, he started getting worried.
0: Why?
2: Which it's even never, after it was good done, thing. made me
3: nervous even after it was done.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's Did not he, did a he good say song. why?
3: Yes, because, do you want to hear
2: this? Uh, I'm really not sure. Maybe yeah. viewers like skip ahead like <laughs> a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because the whole inside of my sinus had ossified and become like
2: brittle like bone. Oh, Ossified Sinus is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> I so don't even know the, what ossified means. Yeah.
3: It just got all brittly and bony, and he had to tear <laughs> it all up and break it up and tear it out. So you can guess oh how my well. Goodness. Done. Oh. Anyway, there's more than you need to know.
2: Yeah. It, and you, can you breathe though? Like, yeah, are you feel better? better?
3: You. Yeah, I mean, if I went, if I had to tell you how I have to breathe it would not be we'd have to tell people not to listen because <laughs> okay. every, every once a week for the last four weeks i've had to go in and he has to uh how do i say this go fishing
0: oh, Ew. Man, come on Ew. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beep out that's gonna it. That's,
3: i'm that's not gonna say so. anymore but today i'm breathing <laughs> yeah. today i'm
0: i'm happy i can breathe <laughs> right, good man uh guys how are you I'm okay. All how three of you Marian? are you coming off of Easter. yeah are you yeah. awake? Are you exhausted? How's, how how you feeling?
1: Holding steady. I feel like I feel like I had to get over the wave of Easter, and now it's like, okay, on to the next thing, yeah, yeah, I um I actually had uh, two trips to Chicago in the last couple of days. Um, one of my best friends back home was uh, well, was pregnant with her second child, but with all of the tight restrictions on you know, who yeah. can go to the hospital and all that, right. um, her husband could not go back and forth. First of all, she was lucky that he was even able to stay in the room with her right. when she gave birth. Um, and so anyway, long story short, they really don't have family um, anywhere near them. I'm her best friend. So for nine months, she's been asking me, do you think you'll be able to watch my toddler, my one-year-old, when I go into labor? So, sure enough, Good Friday was her due date. And I just had oh. a feeling, you know, the second one's going to come a lot faster than the first one. So I went up there, I think, no, Friday. I went up there Friday morning, picked him up, brought him back here. And so we had a baby in until... the house. I had a baby all weekend, all <laughs> weekend for Easter. We uh, did like an Easter egg hunt. It was so fun. To is have a he
0: potty trained?
1: No, he is not. Okay. <laughs> No, it, it doesn't even matter. It was wonderful. The whole family pitched in. Jed has not skipped a beat in his ability to change diapers. Wow. I was impressed. Wow. It was great.
0: It was great. Good so you, I drove Jed. him
1: back yesterday and I swapped him out for a thing of salsa.
0: You swapped the baby <laughs> for salsa?
1: I swapped the baby for salsa. Do you see how my name is on this salsa? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's how serious this is, that Jed and I have to differentiate because we will fight over every last oh, drop of stuff. Oh, you guys are both stuff.
0: salsa
2: lovers.
1: I don't know if you can see it, but it's virtually black.
2: Ooh, so, wait, yeah, yeah, it what is, is black. That? Is it green, black, like tomatillo or something?
1: So they won't, oh, they well won't give out the recipe. And I have tried and tried to, to decipher what it is. They've told me it is not... These
0: tomatillo. are your friends that trust you with their child?
1: So my yeah. husband... Our families, my husband's family and my family, they've been going to this specific Mexican restaurant for like 20 some years. And then in a crazy twist of events, my best friend very, very randomly ends up going on a date with the guy who like owns the restaurant, essentially. So she lives right above our favorite Mexican restaurant.
0: So (laughs) it's
1: an honor and a joy to watch her child if I'm going to get paid in Mexican food. So anyway, it was I would have driven there just for that salsa. It's been a good week.
0: In, other, a in related news, you picked up the crown jewel of snacks and you sent me a picture. I <laughs> did. Can you explain? We've talked about this on the pod before. Can you explain Listen, the, y'all, the it's, taunting it's- you did to me this weekend? <laughs>
1: It's in my coffee right now. The
2: chocolate whip cream? The
1: yes! chocolate whip is back.
2: Uh,
1: I bought four cans of it. Um, yeah. Go! So when we pass through Chicago, I have to kind of hit these certain spots um, where I, I buy things I can't find here. And we've had Hershey's chocolate whip here that has kind of come and gone. It showed up around Christmas time, but it has hmm. since left the shelves. Can't find it. But we can't get chocolate ready whip, which is head and shoulders above whatever the Hershey's thing is trying to do. So anyway, I bought I bought as many cans as I could hold in my arms and then sent a picture to Tyler.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a picture of Desi holding as many cans as she can could and I responded by saying, "Are you going to send that to me without bringing me a can?" And Marin never responded. <laughs>
1: We'll see. We'll see what happens. So normally I buy that many cans because I give them to my nieces. They call it TT treat because my name is TT. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. my nieces and nephews. So normally I would, I would parcel that out to the family, but with us being in quarantine, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. So I stocked up for the next time I see them. Okay. Yeah. Chicago.
0: Barry, how's the
2: uh, baby horse? Baby horse is good. Uh, Yeah. I'm just kind of just kind of hanging out here on the farm i i'm loving the fact that i actually have a little bit of time for projects and stuff i've been making a few things i made well i made dad that cutting board i made him a a black walnut end grain cutting board and then i made a uh a plywood um I stained it nice and dark, but I made a plywood, uh, printer stand, custom printer stand for next to my computer. And I did edge banding with red Oak <laughs> and to make it look really, it looks really, really sharp. A custom for, printer stand. I don't know if you can even buy like a, can you buy a standard printer stand? I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> a place for like my printer, extra paper, my Xbox and like a place to put like my Sweet. headphones on top. So Pretty it's cool.
1: plywood though. Is it it's, rough like plywood?
2: No, no, it's nice. It's nicer, higher end plywood, uh, like half inch or no, it's like, a, yeah, half inch. I don't know. It's fine. It's it, I sanded it down nice too. And it's, so it, it looks pretty sharp. Um, yeah. And then Liv and I both just uh, on Sunday after church, we both uh, built shelves for our garage. Like Man, storage shelves. Liv is turning into this like, full on DIY guru. She is building shelves. She's, we're both get we both got a ton of wood for a chicken coop. We're going to start building our chicken coop here in the next few days. So yeah, we're just, all right. You guys are very different people.
0: What about, I mean, you, when you're into something, you go deep into it and you, you've been that way as long as I've known you, I'm sure you've been that way your whole life. What about the DIY thing does live latch onto? What about it is so exciting for her?
2: I don't know. She is honestly sounding more and more like a seven on the Enneagram every day. Like she'll, she'll be finishing a project and then being like, you know, I could do the old, ba- I could redo that bathroom. I could paint the walls and then I could do this and this kind of, wa-, you know, so I think there's part of it's like the design part of it's the like, feeling of accomplishment. She yeah. did all the backsplash in our kitchen, redid all of that just kind of on a whim. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, she just loves getting stuff done also because of her, her business being wedding makeup. Mm. Nobody's getting married right now, oh, or at least not she's got got time, big weddings. Huh? So her entire basically business is down to just like an hour of emails a week. And yeah. those emails are just responding to people postponing their weddings. So Ugh. she's got time on her hands. And so we're just hanging out with the baby animals and building things. Yeah. Dave, uh, I do, I am interested. I think the friends of the pod
0: would appreciate hearing just kind of what your life's been like the last month. What is your, what are some of your, what are you hearing from people about coronavirus stuff? What are some of your takes? What, how are you feeling?
3: Um, I've had some interesting conversations in particular early on way. I think even before they declared the quarantine in Indiana Had a long conversation, and I've been actually having a weekly conversation with a, a guy in the medical field who has connections with Harvard medical school, um, it was it's what's interesting about it is way back when italy first was starting to have its outbreak and he was telling me watch for what's happening there that's going to happen here mm. and and everything he said about what and and it was sounding horrific in italy and we were all like that can't happen here well yeah. it's happened yeah. So uh, I continue to have conversations with him. It's probably the most in-depth conversations I've had. And then I have several friends who are physicians, and I've learned a lot. Like, did you know that eighty-five percent of people that go on ventilators do not survive?
2: Wow! Which Jill, is that, that's, that's, that's terrifying.
3: Crazy. That's a good, terrifying stat. So, at any rate, it has been interesting, and I'm I'm kind of a news junkie, so I've mm-hmm. been following it, um, all the stuff playing out. On the other hand, there's and I you, you I'm you know I'm sorry I didn't listen to the pod last week but I'm while this is going on, Barry's leading us through a, almost a total reinvention of the church. Yeah. From the ground up. Did yeah. you talk about that last week?
2: So, a little bit, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's been that and then so those two things and then uh, I've got 47 days and then I'm my yeah. time of grace is over. So, mm.
0: I, Are you just kind of it, feeling everything?
3: All of the things. If you would see my journal right now, sometimes it looks like it's written in crayon. Sometimes <laughs> it's written in blood. I mean, um, that's the way it, um, I am emotionally all over the map.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of journal, Milo found one of mine and he's super into coloring and all that stuff, but he found one of my journals and he was coloring in it. And he, he made his artwork into my journal and started walking around last night saying this book is personal. (laughs) Like it's now, his. (laughs) he he just kept telling my wife and I, this book is personal. (laughs) Did he hear hear you say that or like, I I don't think I've ever said that to him.
1: Wow.
0: (laughs) How's the potty training going? Making progress? Nope. No progress. Um, oh. A little bit ago, we I mean, we're doing z- Zoom calls and all that stuff as an as a organization, and a little bit ago, so I've been sitting down here all day on different calls and meetings and stuff, and a little bit ago, I can hear outside of my door, which is the basement, which is the play area, and a little bit ago, I heard my <laughs> wife say, you cannot go potty on the stairs. And so... <laughs> I could have poked okay. my head out, but I chose not to. <laughs> I'm
2: just gonna leave that. You
0: just dig into that yeah. meeting that you're in or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so yeah, no progress. Uh, we thought we would accomplish something. We made like a he's got his little little potty, and then we thought we'd do like a potty tent. We'd put it under like a blanket, like a fort, to mm-hmm. make it feel like it's his it's space. An adventure. Yeah, an it's adventure, something cool to do. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> So I don't know, no progress. Why
1: don't Why don't you have Uncle Barry build him like a custom potty yeah. shack?
2: A potty shack? A
1: potty shack. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, you know, with Barry, we found, with Barry, I, I'll tell you how it worked.
2: Yeah, what'd you I, do? <laughs> yeah, what did, what did you do? I don't remember. You remember
3: the purple and black transformer that was a, uh, that turned into, I don't know what it turned into, but it was a transformer. We said, if you do not wet the bed,
2: You'll get you'll get
3: you'll get this in the morning. I that's thought I got took. that.
2: I thought I got that transformer for being such a good boy when Lucy was born. No, no. <laughs> was it the purple and gray one? Like the, yeah, the semi, purple because that was Optimus Prime. I'm pretty positive it was so, Optimus Prime.
3: Yeah, I think we a, gave that to you for it was like, hey, it's waiting for you here if you don't wet the bed.
2: My subconscious is like, hey, conscious, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah,
3: and it worked. No kidding, you never wet the bed again.
2: <laughs> hey. Man, I got to find that. Let's
0: find a version. Or of just
1: that. use some chocolate whipped cream. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. If only you could find some. <laughs> oh, guys. All right. So I want to talk about Easter. I want to talk about the sermon in a minute. But we've had a couple requests. And Marin's here. And you you were a part of Good Friday and Easter. And so I want to talk about how we did everything yeah. as a church the past week because um, obviously nobody's in the same room as each other and we did a bunch of different elements. And so, Maren, can you just talk a little bit about the experience you had first with Good Friday and also with Easter about what that was like and kind of the process we all kind of went through to get what we finally got to see on Friday and Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think this goes back to what I was talking about a little bit last week with innovation, Mm -hmm. having to... Um, think outside the box and be super creative. We, we kind of do it with this podcast every week where I fumble around with this microphone until you can hear me. Um, but yeah, just having to to figure out what that would look like and how we would pull that off. So Good Friday was real different from Easter Sunday. Good Friday. Yeah. Um, all of the submissions were, were sent from different people's homes they were shot on cell phone cameras or whatever they had um, and sent in to our, uh, is video director, is that Mighty's title? Yep. Um, director yeah, of yes. video, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he put them all together and I noticed he put he put some filters on them or he did some things to make, you know, I don't know, nine or 10 different shots from different cameras. To make them kind of look like like they were one piece Mm, it it all kind of came together with the way that he treated it and barry you can talk a little bit about that because were you the cameraman
2: oh yeah
1: rodriguez
2: that's right i was i was really proud of that i uh i set up my my dslr and we she had candles ready to go so we had some some candles set up and Oh, it was good. It was good times. Your,
1: your your set that you made was beautiful. I saw the, the artistry in that. It really was lovely. My <laughs> set, when I sat with my kids and my piano, I had like wires coming down from my TV screen. <laughs> yeah. I really tried to make yeah. it nice, but still it looked kind of... I kinda worked
2: dangling. really hard to try to like conceal all the microphones that I was using and try to get everything like to make it, it look was beautiful. Like in the room with, with mom. <laughs> and I had my yeah. aperture set to like maybe two f-stop of two or something like that it was good so we
1: we did like an entire take of one of the songs we did and we got through it and i thought it was perfect and then i noticed that there was like a dog toy on the floor or something <laughs> in the camera shot. so we redid the whole thing but yeah it was it was unique and so special to have so many different people from across grace really yeah. invite us into their homes or into their backyards or wherever they were shooting from and it was really neat, kind of like you were kind of you were taking a journey through just through our, our people's lives. Right. It was really cool.
2: Well, Maren, I got to tell you, that song, that last song that on Good Friday with you and your kids, I I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, like, I was you. just like tears streaming down my seriously. face. It was incredible, thank especially you your kids. My goodness. My
0: kids. So I, I take <laughs> after Maren text me the uh, whipped cream. I responded to her and said, I just rewatched that song and I have three pieces of feedback or takeaways. One, holy cow, Desi. I didn't know she could sing like that. That's, that was amazing. She was great. (laughs) Number two, Marin has a mean stank face
2: is what I call it. Stank face (laughs) when she plays the keys. Can you, can you, yeah,
1: (laughs) it's not pretty. It's not pretty.
0: (laughs) And three. She's working. Come on. She's yeah. working. Uh, three. Jaden has a deeper voice than me. When did this happen? <laughs> what Yeah, what was that about? Oh, Jayden, my goodness.
1: Jaden has a deeper voice than his dad. Well, <laughs> oh, that's so
2: funny.
1: We, we only just figured that out when we recorded this song. We were like, I don't even think your dad could hit that note. Jaden, we did the song in the key of C, not that it matters. But what it meant was that Jaden's initial note was like, Super low, yeah, yeah. and then it only went lower. But for for a couple of years now, you know, he's been going through adolescence, <laughs> and his voice is changing. And I think he's been like delighted and challenged by like, well, well, how low can I? Yeah. Get? And so every <laughs> yeah. once in a while, I'll see him walking around the house and. He'll be singing a song like two octaves lower just
2: because he can. And Swing low. We, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we have a good laugh over it. But yeah. yeah that was awesome. Does, does he have like aspirations of being the next Bruno Mars or something? Because he just does it all. Absolutely I mean, that's... not. Nope.
1: Nope. <laughs> nope. If you ask him right now what he wants to do with his life, he'll tell you like something that has to do with zoology or maybe yeah. like uh lately he's been talking more about like marine biology but as as naturally gifted as he is with music that's kind of nowhere in the picture (laughs) as far as you can write
2: uh, like odes to worms or something speaking of nowhere in the picture where was jed
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah jed was nowhere to be found on good friday
1: um so we thought about it and we talked about it um but jed would tell you um He 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 has a hard time keeping a pitch. Yeah. Just keeping it. He can find it. He could get there, but he might not be able to hold on to it. So he he took Maggie outdoors because the dog was crying when we were trying to work. She was howling. So he took her outside. And then the second song we did, he was cue card guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Because you
1: you would not believe how easy it is to get those words mixed up or or switched around or whatever so i scratched out some cue cards and Jed was standing behind the camera holding up cue cards
0: yeah good friday i'm really proud of them good friday was awesome in my opinion because obviously everybody's kind of in the same spot we're all at home but it showed how it showed like a resolve of of people to make sure that we delivered uh Good Friday, like the tone is just not, it's obviously not Easter. And you could tell like people were resolved to deliver (laughs) a product that met the tone, whether it's through music or, uh, Jeff Unruh's hosting piece or having, having that choir that was all remote. Um, it just, it just met the mood in my opinion so perfectly and it, it just, it was very symbolic of how we all kind of feel right now, which is like, yeah. we wish we could be together, but we're not, but we're going to get through this by deli- like, yeah. by delivering and worshiping God anyways.
3: And there's a historical precedence for that tone for our good Friday services. Yeah. For as, <clears throat> excuse me. As long as I can remember, we have had that tone on good Friday Yeah, and it's a little more, uh, what are you going to call it? Traditional slash classical slash has it's a little it's serious.
2: It's more contemplative. Uh,
3: more contemplative, and yeah. and I'll be and I'll be honest. I don't mean to compare, but it seems to be that seems to be passe in churches. Yeah. Um, and it's not a Grace, and I love that historical precedent.
0: <laughs> I'm really glad we kept it too, because it it could have been one of those things in mid coronavirus, <laughs> like that we just could have been like, well, we we got Easter. Let's just figure that out yeah. and, you know, move past it. But I'm really Nobody glad. Nobody would have blamed us. Yeah. And Amy Christie kind of big ups to her. I know I give her a hard yeah. time.
3: I'm scared.
0: But uh, she she brought all those people together to to pull off something really great. So, yeah. uh, OK, so let's talk about Easter. Let's switch yeah. gears a little bit, because uh, it was definitely a different tune or a different uh, tone. Uh, Mary, Be- You guys were all part of it. Obviously, Dave, yeah. you gave the message, Barry, you were involved, Marin, you were, you were involved as well. It was very, it was like an inc- awe-inspiring, like incredible sight to behold.
2: Dave, what's, what's yeah. happening? Are you okay?
3: <laughs> my computer just made that, that was my computer <laughs> okay. and I don't understand with head, anyway, sorry. Well, you might so still,
2: sorry. you might still hear your notifications in your ears. Yeah. I, I didn't think, hear I anything. I think we, I think we got it. Oh, you
3: didn't hear that? No. no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Carry on.
0: It's funny. Yeah. It, it's funny. People won't get to see this, but in our in Dave's window it says expert. And uh yeah. <laughs> we're having all these issues. All right. So Easter. Uh let's start with the music part. Marin, what happened? Like how did how did we what? What That happened? was incredible. What happened? What do we Thank do? You.
1: Um with Easter music, we pretty much stuck with what we had originally intended for Easter services before Corona, you know, we start talking about Easter the in November. Right. I, oh, yeah. I would say the minute Christmas ends, but that's not even true. I think I got my first Easter related email sometime in November and then <sighs> another one in December. So we're constantly thinking about it yeah. and we're constantly brainstorming. So the opener uh, specifically, we had that in mind back in January mm. that that's how we were going to open the service. We all loved the idea. I think it was uh, Brad actually who brought um, that arrangement to the table um, and we all loved it and sounded great. Um, so anyway, we, we decided to stick with that plan and that flow, but what we did so differently um, and this was kind of funny, um, a grace staff person, actually her daughter texted me at some point Sunday saying, okay, please end our family debate. Where was this like video shoot done. Where did it even happen? Because no one could even tell what room we were in. My wife Lauren
0: didn't know either.
1: (laughs) That's super cool. I love that um, we did that. And that was largely the idea of um, our production, um, specifically Ben Sanborn and Matt Van Antwerp um, just reimagined the space so that I think, I think all three campuses are used to worshiping in three different spaces. Yeah. And what I loved about Easter was it was so new to all three campuses at the same time. So if you're a regular North India attender, if you're a regular Fishers attender, it didn't even look like you were tuning in to 146's live stream per se. No, it, it was so different, um, disarmingly so. I, I think that that was really special that they they put that much work into it, Um, but anyway, it was in the 146 auditorium, and we yeah. hung black curtains and changed all the lighting, and yeah, it was. Really, so you guys really all
0: cool. like stood in a circle, and
3: six feet apart.
1: right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And right. uh,
0: Jaden was on the drums. Yes, Uh, you, Brad, and Ephraim were all participating, and I got to say, the more that happens. The more, po- oh, yeah. the more poem oh, yeah. I,
1: I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Every we don't usually get to do that on a weekend service for obvious reasons, but we'll we'll do it for covenant community gatherings. We'll do it for rooted celebration services, and every time it, yeah. it's my favorite. It's a it hit. just lifts me to another place. It. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we we stuck with the plan. Even um, even what you saw in terms of the lighting and all of that 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 was really what we were going for back in January. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of had to reconfigure it for this new reality, but
0: yeah. And Dave, uh what was it like this year? Your last Easter message, what what was going through your mind or I mean, you were you were there. <laughs> what what was that experience like for you?
3: Well, it was weird because um on so many levels, one of them was the singers recorded their stuff and left. Yeah. The <laughs> campus pastors recorded their stuff and left. Yeah. Barry well, recorded his stuff and left.
1: We had to because we didn't want to cross contaminate. So right. the singers, I'll represent the singers in this equation. We were told not to stay past a certain time to just yeah. minimize that interaction yeah. and that crossover. Oh, yeah. Happened. we. But it was
3: weird because, <laughs> because it was I it by yourself. I had two cameramen and Ben, the producer, <laughs> and, a, and a whole a whole room full of rubber heads. Yeah, you've got these rubber heads that we use for lighting uh, things. So, oh, they're and they, so uh, creepy! They are to... creepy, and yeah, I just got, like one hair. Time, yeah, they are. I looked out and there; they were all staring at me from the. And I got I got there. done with my recording with the flourish. You know, look, <laughs> cast your eyes to the horizon. There is hope. Let's pray. And I say, amen, and, and um, David Cottle goes. <laughs> 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 got the and that was way. it. I, that was yeah, so... I packed up my stuff, got in my car, and drove home.
1: Oh, it was, my goodness.
3: I don't. Cast your you know, eyes to the
0: matter. horizon. Ah, rubberhead.
3: Yeah, and so there's no, um, there no category for what it felt like. Yeah. Wow. But at the same time, <clears throat> I was very cognizant that it was my last mm-hmm. Easter Message. I was also cognizant that it was uh, it was a message delivered during arguably maybe the worst or one of the worst crises in the history of the United States yeah, or the world, for that matter. So all of that was going through my brain. And Mm. then then there was the story itself. We have to deal with the story. Mm. And then internally in the story, we have to deal with Peter because that was thematically how we were approaching it. This is all the inside information of yeah. how I was processing all this, and so what came out was some sort of montage or melange of all that stuff, all mixed together.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really nice because I wondered uh, we've we've done a, a really good job <clears throat> the past couple of weeks of of <laughs> looking through the perspective or eyes through of Peter, but also really tying together what's happening in our own lives right now amidst yeah, yeah. coronavirus. And I think you did that very well. Yeah, I think
3: we all have, I think we've, you kind of have to, I mean, when you are preaching is not, you don't just preach to rubber heads and yeah. the, the literally what we're, we are receiving this. We're receiving the word of God in our context. Mm, yeah. And the, the word of God is always delivered in the context of a person and so when you're communicating, you have to have, you have to hang on to the truth. What, what did it mean to the original hearers? What was God trying to communicate? But what does it mean to you? have to make that leap um, and say, all right, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What does this say? I, we, you can ignore that. Yeah. But I couldn't because that's not grace. That's not me. That's not my preaching sound. Mm. I can't ignore. I've got the truth and I can't ignore what we're all dealing with. Yeah. Um it almost, I don't know, Barry, if you'd agree with me on this, but it, it's almost, that's, that's part of who we are in our preaching style of grace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're not just talking about these esoteric truths that are just all floating around in the, in the stratosphere. These are, right. this is life and death. This is our reality and scripture speaks to it. That's what yeah. the whole point is. Yeah. yeah. So with that said, I know that I know
0: it's Easter, but what did you want to communicate? What was the essence of what you wanted to communicate, Dave? Uh, on Sunday, knowing that this was your final Easter service at Grace, um, as senior pastor, what was the big idea that you wanted to communicate to folks?
3: Well, the big, the big idea is hope can happen, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: but, and what, and here's where the difference is with Peter's story and our story. Hope happened to Peter. It came in a rush. I literally think hope came to him in a mere in mere seconds. Now, God could do that to us in the middle of this crisis, but what I realized is it's going to take a little more work on our part, and that's why I suggested we have to pay attention. Hmm. So, yeah. because I think Peter didn't have to pay attention; he was he was gobsmacked. He was run over with hope. In a few seconds, we have to pay attention and realize that it's happening around us. Um, And and so, my my, the big idea was: we have to pay if if we have the uh, if we have the will willfulness to pay attention, we will see God working, and we will remember His promises, and we will have hope. That was the big idea.
0: Yeah, all throughout this service, when Tim was here a couple weeks ago. Was that just last week? Was that just last week? No, Mm -hmm. it was two weeks ago. Yeah. No, two weeks ago. I spoke last Um, week. Oh, that's right. All throughout Mm -hmm. this this uh series, I feel like Dave, you put it, like if I was making a movie, this is the scene this is what the scene would look like. I feel like I feel like I've been cracking the Da Vinci code this whole series, (laughs) which is like it came as a rush to Peter. I can totally imagine what that looks like in my in my brain, in my mind's eye. I I, I know what that looks like. Um, and it was just really, it all clicked into focus for me of how this guy, um, his whole story that we've kind of walked along, how he didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. Sees this, and is all of a sudden like it all comes flooding to him that oh now it everything kind of makes sense, and now I have hope. Um, what hit me this year that is kind of besides the point but what really kind of stood out to me is and I think it's because of all the BYOB stuff that we talk about but um, women were the first ones kind of to spread the gospel right? Yeah, They were kind of the first ones to spread the gospel in a world where women weren't taken seriously at all and so the fact that the the gospel ever like Traveled anywhere is a miracle, right? Right. Well, and I think,
3: first of all, the disciples took what those women had to say very seriously because God, uh, Jesus predisposed them to listen to the voice of the women.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's amazing.
3: That was his he, They knew by then, after three years, oh, we don't discount their voices. Mm. Other people may not, but we don't discount their voices. And so their voices, were, they were predisposed to be the first missionaries. Now, the world wasn't quite ready for them, mm-hmm. but the disciples were, wow. I believe.
0: Okay, so we don't know who folded Jesus' clothes, right, in the tomb, but they were folded. John, it's very clear that they were folded, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a clear indication. Who do you think like did, did I that? Said, I don't know. Housekeeping? <laughs> no,
1: housekeeping. I, was, I would like to think.
0: Housekeeping.
1: I would like to think that it was Jesus's first action. That,
0: was, post, that would be amazing.
1: Post-resurrection. <laughs> yeah. And that's that, that I like, yeah. we should follow his
2: example. The key He'll is be. our leader. You hear
0: that, before us. Make your
3: bed. <laughs> Make Fold your bed. clothes. <laughs> I
2: I took it. I, I take it to mean uh, essentially it was an indication that like this was nobody came in and stole the body because if you steal a body, you're not you're not right. folding the clothes and taking the time. You're it's a thief in the yeah. night for him. It's like I'm alive for eternity. So. Wow, I've got the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what's like a that, mic to me, That's what I interpreted it as.
3: Who, no- a- who knows? It, I think it's one of the most fascinating little details in yeah. the
2: story.
0: Because you're right. You 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 paused to draw attention to that, and I, I would have brushed right over it. But hmm. he didn't have to
2: include that detail, but it's there. And that here's is- here's something I've never thought about before. So he he folds up his grave clothes. What's he wearing at that point? And what does he wear the rest of the time? Does he like go and make clothes? Does he get clothes? He so just will them into existence. Never thought about that before.
3: I don't like what just entered my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh no! What entered my mind was the Terminator. Yeah. Terminator. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is.
1: Yes.
0: He went and got some clothes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So you drew our attention to three things because you said this hope is still possible for us today, um, if we pay attention to three different things, the supernatural scripture and the words of Jesus. Mm -mm. Uh, You said, pay attention to the supernatural watch for where God is moving around you, even amidst coronavirus. And I want to take a little bit of time to talk about that in our lives. Like where are we noticing, where are we paying attention and seeing God in our midst right now in the time that we are in? Mm. Where are you guys seeing it?
3: That's a really good, that's a good question. And that's what we have to pay attention to. I'm, um, I'm just telling, I think I was telling Penny that I'm not sure that God, God is, work. We're, we're forging or pursuing relationships at a level that we have, that is not normal. Yeah. That's one thing. I, we want to call that a God thing. I don't know. It's, I think God is shaping our hearts through this. So that's one thing I'm seeing. There's a peculiar level of intensity of relationships that I don't remember for a long mm. time.
1: I yeah. think that there are two dimensions of this for me personally. I think I can look at my crazy last couple of months and my personal life and think, wow, my, my mother left us in December and that was really hard, but her memorial service was in January and you all were there and hundreds of people were there and had she held on had we had this memorial service um end of february early march um we wouldn't have been able to even gather and assemble so wow. there's there's one of those things where my sister actually brought that to my attention she's you know again trying to find uh god's goodness and graciousness and things to be grateful for so that comes to mind personally um that's just in That's on a personal note, but largely Easter for me, I cried a few different times just because of what it took to pull this together and Mm. how proud I was of everybody I worked with. Um, But one of those times, um, I think it was the nine o'clock Sunday morning service. The worship set at the top of the service had just ended. And I ended up, I was the one who was praying out of that set. And I think I said something to the effect of, You know, let all God's people say amen. And people on the chat Chat. just started Mm -hmm. popping up Amen. 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 And I was overwhelmed with their intentionality and their hunger to be together. And I, I agree with you, Dave, there that there is a a desperation and an intentionality and a almost a ferocity with which people are no we will gather we will be there people are showing up on time to church y'all they're not late (laughs) to the live stream they
0: are hungry that's where we see it
1: they want to be there and that just moved me and i started to get a sense of like true revival yeah as as we kind of peel away what we knew of church what we knew of what it meant to be part of a church and we are distilling it down to its essence, I feel like like that seed that's being planted is going deeper. Mm-hmm. And people are, even my my teenagers, are having to rethink and wrestle with what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? What does it mean when we say that he is good? All of these questions, um, I think it's it's birthing a revival. That's what I'm feeling in my spirit.
2: Mm-hmm. I just think it's a... The whole thing, and as as awful as it is, I feel like in many ways it is a bit of a gift for those of us in the suburbs who have been living in la la land of wealth and apathy, and our our culture. We've just we've been living on easy street for so long. To have something like this that just knocks us on our back, that just completely takes away all of our assumptions and our preconceived notions and our um, our habits, our, our everything, our routines. Everything's disrupted. What it does is it forces us to ask bigger questions, just like what you were saying, Mary. It forces us to to take a closer look at what it actually means to follow Jesus. What does it actually mean to be a good neighbor? I mean, just yesterday, Olivia and I, uh, well, Olivia made some chili for our neighbor. Uh, She's elderly, lives right next door. And her husband, uh, our neighbor, he broke his leg and he's in the hospital right now. So she's home alone. And um, she's got some family in the area checking up on her. But because of the severity of these issues right now, it was a no brainer that we were going to be involved and checking in on her and be like, we're her neighbor. And so who knows if, if there wasn't a coronavirus, I'm sure we would still be checking on her, but this whole issue has made us check in on them a lot more because they're in a vulnerable population. So, Mm. I mean, even in that very small case, this issue has made us more aware of the needs of our neighbor Mm. and our literal neighbor. So, yeah, I think it's, I think in a sense, it's a, it's a gift in the midst of the, of the really, really awful curse.
3: Yeah, the weird thing, I even sensed this this morning as I was trying to, almost every morning I wake up and I have to almost every day get my wits about myself. Like, what is happening? Yeah. It just feels like every day I have to go through that. And it felt to me in a strange way today that as much as we're all saying, where's God in this? I feel like he is speaking Louder, if I when I sat down this morning, I felt like the minute I started paying attention, he mm. was right there. Mm-hmm. That that's what it felt like to me. He was right there. Now I had to deal with that because I'm not happy and I'm, I'm yeah. frustrated. Does that make sense? And so what I'm what I'm communicating with him is more like throwing my hands in the air, saying, "Please speak." Yeah. But he is. But he is. So. That's that's what it feels like to me. It's like, where is he? Well, he's right here. Then tomorrow, where is he? He's right here. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Uh, another thing, just in perspective of, of Grace Church, Barry, in your video update this week, you drew attention to Humphrey. the fact that... Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact Sorry. that... Uh,
3: Rabbits and camels?
0: The fact that we... Every time I pause like that, I'm playing a sound effect, by the way. Oh. Uh, the fact that we have had this care center for years and years and years and we've been building it up and building it up and, uh, grace is in a very unique position to where we don't have to start from scratch to serve yes. the 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 immediate needs of people right. in our community and congregation we have something that's been running and there's been some major modifications to that in the past couple of weeks like we're delivering food and stuff like that but we just had a we just had a grand opening to of an expansion that right. is where God is moving to me yes. I see that and I'm like that That's not, I don't think that's a coincidence that that's something that like God has been moving in our church and our people for a long time. And, uh, we are in a unique position to serve right now that a lot of churches, um, are, are, are trying to, trying to figure out how can we do this in a way that, that makes the most sense for our church and grace church. God has been moving in, in, in our midst for a long time and, yeah, that's that's one area that I think
2: uh, I Jerry, see. Jerry,
1: you talked about us kind of living on easy street or, you know, being in, yeah. a, in a more affluent area. But I just want to pause and and see how we have used that for good. Yeah. The fact that we had a care center expansion, the fact that a, a long time ago we invested in cameras and the equipment necessary to be able to have live services on the internet, and yeah. and look at us now. Like yeah. hindsight is incredible. And Dave, you told us that in this time we need to be encouraging ourselves and remembering His faithfulness and um, speaking even the scriptures over ourselves. You quoted Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the yeah. plans I have for you, plans to prosper to give you a future and a hope. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that encourages me. Again, in you hindsight, like do. wow when we decided that having an online church community was important, it, I'm sure it was controversial because the church, oh, gathered, it was. the church is supposed to be together, but, right. but look at us now. My, um, my Godfather, you guys know that he had a stroke a couple of weeks ago and yeah. he hasn't seen his family in four weeks. He's a world-class piano player, keyboard player. So I called him on Easter. Does he have a good stank said, face? Uh, Oh, you better believe it. We all do. If you play keys, you got to have a stank face. Um, I called him and I said, where did you attend church this morning? Like what, what, what service did you choose to stream? He said he called in to the church where he would normally play. And the way that they're set up right now, it's a phone call. You call in and you listen to the sermon over the phone. Wow. (laughs) So churches all all over the place are having to figure out. What is within their means? What do they possess to still be able to gather? So when you think about what we are able to do week to week to week, it is incredible. It is not to be taken lightly. It is something we need to praise God for Mm. that we can even have the level of togetherness that we experience on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're so right.
1: Yeah. He told me my Godfather, um, and this reminds me of what you just said, Dave. You know, he hasn't seen his family in a month. No one can come to the rehabilitation center to visit him. And I'm worried about him, but he tells me over and over again that he's really not lonely because God is keeping him company. Hmm. Just (laughs) just like you said, Dave, like he's just right there. Hmm. And I, I know that if it weren't the case, he would tell me. Mm -hmm. So for him to say, Oh no, God is keeping me comfortable. I mean, he's just right here. He's right here. That closeness, that, that nearness, that enduring presence is available to all of us in this time.
0: The second thing, Dave, is uh, you said you want, you want us to pay attention to the scriptures and what the scriptures say. Um, When you said that I was super convicted. I don't know about you guys. Have you guys found it easier or harder to dig into scripture since coronavirus and all this has hit harder. harder, yeah, me too.
3: Harder, hands down, harder. I'm not going to lie.
0: Is it just because it's just crazy, or why do you think? Why do you think that? Because I agree, and that's why I was convicted.
3: I don't, I don't know, Tyler. I have I have wrestled long and hard with myself and with God over the only in the last weak. Have I, have I really thought I've been able to crack whatever this issue was? Um, I don't know that, I don't know the answer to that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's been hard. And here's, here's a thought. I don't know. This is theology on the fly here. I don't, the promises of God are true regardless of whether I pay attention to them or not. Okay. So let me just mm-hmm. make sure I'm clear when I say that. Okay. But I think they're activated when I pay attention to them. I think, like today I was in Isaiah 40 and 41 and 42, I was reading through, and all of a sudden they came alive. Now, that doesn't mean they weren't alive yesterday when I wasn't reading Isaiah 40. They're, they're still true. But when I started reading them today, it was it was like they were on fire.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think there's something about the promises of God that that are activated when I engage with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. God um, and that's what I was trying to say is the, f- the further I am, the further from paying attention to the, uh, um, the promises of God, the more dis- dismayed I am, the closer I get to them, even if my circumstances don't change, they come alive, hmm. but I have to pay attention and I have to read them and I have to take them in. Um, So there's an activation process that happens when I pay attention to the promises of God.
1: That's really good. I I think like along those lines, you know, we've got some beautiful kind of plants coming up outside. It's springtime. Trees are gorgeous. They're gorgeous whether I'm in the house unaware of them or whether I'm outside (laughs) beholding their beauty. They just are what they are. The promises are what they are. But when you pause and you're intentional about beholding them, Mm -hmm. there's something about being in the presence of the scripture, of the truth, of the promises that when you behold them, they come alive and they leave you with a sense of awe and wonder. And so you're right. like The promises just are what they are. That gorgeous tree outside my window is what it is, but it's completely different when I'm standing right in front of it, intentionally beholding its beauty. And I agree. It's been so much harder for me. I'm driving home from Chicago yesterday. I was driving alone and had a lot of time to think. And it's one of the things that I prayed about, like, okay, Lord, I know I've been spinning my wheels again with innovation comes having to do things differently and figure out, you know, just all of the things, prayer gathering, how are we going to do that differently? And weekend services, what's that going to look like? And reaching out to my, you know, volunteer musicians that I miss so much. And with all of the the busyness and the rethinking of how to do things and the spinning my wheels—the thing that has gotten lost—is that time to sit with Scripture or to sit quietly with the Lord and behold His beauty and remember His promises.
0: Hmm, that's really good. Yeah, the third thing you said. Oh, go ahead, Barry. No, that's all. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the third thing you said is to pay attention to the words of Jesus and and. Um I guess I I was wondering is is two and three how, how are they different how, how is paying attention to scripture different than paying attention to the words of Jesus
3: Uh and I was speculating my I said this in the sermon I was speculating on the third point because this, clearly he was in the middle of a supernatural experience clearly it says in John that the scriptures And we know the scripture, when you see that in the New Testament, it meets the Old Testament scriptures. They came alive at that moment. I was speculating that also that moment, we know there were things that Jesus said about his resurrection that I think all of a sudden made sense to him. Things that Mm -hmm. Peter had never. And then I extrapolated that, that I think there's even more. All of a sudden, like one of the the truths about the resurrection is it uh, is. One of the things it does, one of the products of the resurrection is that it endorses and puts the divine stamp of logos on the words of Jesus. All of a sudden, they're not just any words. They're not just the words of a prophet. They're the words of God. Yeah. And so again, I was speculating and extrapolating (coughs) that, excuse me, that the words of Jesus came alive. Hmm. And I've always been, I mean, if I'm The two places in the scripture I want to go more than any, I love reading the prophets and I love reading the words of Jesus. Yeah, And to me, they just, they're energizing to me. And I think they were to Peter at that moment too.
0: Hmm. Okay. So that wraps up the, uh, the series in the moment where we're looking through the eyes of Peter. Barry, uh, where do we, where do we head next as a church and what are we going to do? Uh,
2: yeah. So next, uh, dear listeners, dear people of grace, we've heard you, and we've know we know that you've been asking us for uh, help processing through the emotions of what's going on right now. How to how to deal with the loss of normal, how to deal with all kinds of loss, and um, so we're going to talk for four weeks uh, about what Scripture has to say about this this period of time. This crisis that we're in um, and and hopefully give you an opportunity to like just experience different emotions or different acts that really are an important part of dealing with uncertainty and wondering where's God in the midst of all of this. So we're going to have four weeks. The series is going to be called what now or yeah, what now? Uh, what's the subtitle? Uh, oh, faith when nothing's normal anymore. So we're going to look at what scripture has to say when we are facing deep sadness and grief, what it has to say about our, our uncertainties about the future, what it has to say about our, uh, is it fear? Is that it? And, uh, and yeah. And what it has to say about our isolation. So yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be really,
3: uh, Oh, and also the Barry, what, what can I do?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Mm -hmm. feeling of helplessness, not fear, helplessness. So, um, anyway, we're going to look at those, those emotions and what scripture has to say about it. And I think it's going to kind of shape a little bit of the emotional landscape of who, where grace is going in this, in this period of time, uh, and who we are right now as a people. Um, and then after that, we go into the final three weeks of dad's, uh, time as, as senior pastor, where we're going to talk a lot more about who grace is. So I think it'll be, it'll be a good, uh, a good series of series as and we, emotional. I think and emotional. emotional. Yeah. As we, what I like about we we it wrestle. though, what I like about it though, um, not that,
0: not that hope is boring or something, but like <laughs> we put a grace twist on you're, we're putting a grace twist on the a message of hope by saying like, yeah. Yeah, this is this is broken this is a broken place basically. This coronavirus yeah. thing, this is painful, this is isolation, this is broken places at its finest. And now yeah. here's what we can do to heal, to begin to heal ourselves and each other and taking action t- steps. That's what I really like about the what now. Like it's not focusing on this moment and staying in this moment. It's mo- trying to move us forward, which I really enjoy.
3: Yeah. And side side note, I'm glad you said that. Um, have you thought how many of the six broken places are wrapped up in this pandemic?
0: Mm. Yeah, all of them,
3: yeah. um, all of them, because people are separated from God, they don't know what to do with this. Pain, of course, uh, isolation, yeah, hatred has oh, certainly yeah. come out, and yeah. racism, um, injustice, because yep. what's going to happen when this hits in the developing world, and interestingly enough. Decay of the planet has all of a sudden, everyone is noticing what's happening when we've cut back <laughs> on how pollution. How pollution. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, it's like this pandemic has exposed the six broken places of the world to us, and there is only one solution for the six broken places, and that is that Jesus' kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Mm. Yes. Cool. Well. well, I'm excited to get there.
2: Uh, <coughs> Barry, you're doing, uh, another prayer gathering this week. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're kicking it up a notch. We're adding some new elements. Uh, so this last week, week you did it at your house. Yeah, it'll be at my house again, but this time Sweet. we're going to go live. We're going to go live to, uh, Brad's house for some live worship. We're going to also do a live. We're going live. We're going to do a live interview uh, with someone on the front line uh, who's a healthcare worker. And we're going to not just anybody. I
3: won't give it away, but
2: he is right there. Very unique story. So uh, we'll do a live interview. You're like a newscaster. Yeah, it's like a little it's like a little broadcast. It's pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, we're having a good time figuring out this technology while maintaining a very effective social distance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Can't wait for that. And,
0: uh, yeah, so the, the, we do these surveys every week. I encourage you to go fill it out. Again, we're learning more and more about the needs that are arising. It's it's becoming um, the percentage of people that are indicating that they need tangible help like that could be provided by things like a care center, that yeah. percentage is rising. And so I, I encourage you, dear friend of the pod, if you are somebody who feels like you need help, whether it's food or different items or um, pastoral care, please, please uh, go to our website. You can um, sign up to receive delivery basically of groceries from, from a volunteer staff member at the care center. So please do that. Um, It's for, it's for you. It's for our our community. So please do that. (laughs) Um, All right. So we did it. I mean, this was a little bit technologically better than last week which is better than the week before we did it. We did it right. Incremental improvements every week. incremental improvements. Next week will be even better. Hopefully you'll be able to hear my sound effects at some point, but oh yeah, (laughs) we can dream. That's the most important thing. All right. We will uh, see you next week until then, Maren, we please send us out.
1: Sure thing. Y'all do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your
0: God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.